Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Tonight, I'd like to take you back to Britain in the 1990s for a truly bizarre case with multiple twists that I covered for the print magazine The Fortean Times, who I write for. And I just thought you guys might enjoy this too. So I'm Peter Laws, and tonight on Our Curious Past, we explore crop circles, board games, and the KLF. During the summer of 1990, the world's attention was on a spate of strange happenings in fields. Amazing geometric shapes were being discovered in rural areas all across the world, and yet there seemed to be a flurry of them here in Britain, peaking in the 1990s and also into the early 2000s. Crop circles, as they are known, still appear today. Did you know that 30 crop circles are found in the UK every year? And around 80% of those circles are discovered in Wiltshire, the county, which is where we're going to be heading tonight. The designs of crop circles are intricate and often huge. In 2001, a crop formation in Milk Hill stretched over 900 feet, so they're big. Now, of course, plenty of people claim that they're all just hoaxes. You know, folks dragging pieces of wood across the tops of corn, trampling the corn down into formations that are skillful enough to appear perfectly designed from the viewpoint of a plane or a helicopter. And yes, plenty of people have owned up to faking these circles. Yet there are others like Monique Klinkenberg, for example, who founded the Crop Circle exhibition in Pusey Valley in Wiltshire. I've been there. It's really interesting. And she said that, quote, there are obviously man-made ones out there. But she added, if you listen to the eyewitness accounts, the unexplained circles have one thing in common. They are formed in minutes or seconds by an invisible force. So when these crop circles began happening much more frequently in the late 80s and into the 90s, an investigation was launched to try and figure out what was going on. And they called it Operation Blackbird. It was the summer of 1990 when Operation Blackbird began. This high-profile three-week investigation into the crop circle phenomena was partly funded by the BBC show Pebble Mill, but mostly by Nippon TV from Japan. And it was led by researchers Colin Andrews and Pat Delgado. Colin actually coined the phrase crop circles. Now, the aim was to record evidence of crop circle activity with an array of equipment, including cameras and heat sensors, light and sound detectors, you know, the whole the whole whack. So they set up their equipment in the field just north of Bratton Castle, which is an ancient Iron Age hill fort. And they had so much surveillance equipment poised on those fields that, quote, only a rabbit has to move between here and Trowbridge, which is four miles away, for us to know all about it. And so they waited and watched and didn't have long until something strange did indeed occur. On the second night, 
Wednesday, July the 25th, 1990, the team recorded flashing orange lights in the next field belonged to a farmer called Jonathan King. And by the next morning, two large crop circles, along with four smaller circles and lines, had appeared. The investigators and the media were excited. It appeared that they had captured clear evidence of a crop circle being formed, yet without any clear human activity on their monitoring equipment, just strange lights. Did this mean that they had discovered a genuine supernatural phenomenon? Well, things took a more mysterious and then frustrating turn when the researchers headed down from their vantage point to take a closer look at these circles. And this was when they found some extremely odd objects in the center of those circles. The mysterious items were found in the center of every circle, each weighted down with two wooden sticks in the shape of a cross. And the nation of Britain got to see what was under those sticks in news reports broadcast that very morning. For example, the channel ITV announced that they were Ouija boards. You know, the famous talking boards used to consult the dead. If you're interested in the history of the Ouija board, check out the previous episode of Our Curious Past. For an in-depth look at the history of the talking board, you'll find that in the audio version. However, the BBC were closer to the truth, because in a BBC news report led by a smirking reporter called Nicholas Witchell from the studio, they said that really it was something like a Ouija board, but possibly something else. Well, the on-site reporter for the BBC, Clarence Mitchell, crouched amongst the flattened crops and held the proof of the hoax up for the camera. He said it was a paper board game. He said similar to a Ouija board. When the Operation Blackbird team got here, they immediately recognised signs of a hoax. Wheat had been broken and soil had been trodden on. And most obviously, these had been left in the centre of every circle. A paper board game similar to a Ouija board. And then some five hours later, this wire was found in the centre of one of the circles. And they think that this is the key to the hoax. Now, despite saying they were like Ouija boards or were even similar to Ouija boards, they totally weren't. These really were disc-shaped paper boards from the self-published board game Crop Circle Mystery Adventure. This is not a very well-known game, but it was an independently made board game that its creator hoped would become a huge hit in the 1990s, with all the focus being on crop circles. But the origins of this game were not just a desire to outsell Monopoly. This game apparently came to the creator from the stars, but we'll get to that in a moment. It's incredibly difficult to get uh, your hands on a copy of Crop Circle Mystery Board Game, but I was able to consult with a few owners who did manage to get one, and in the game, players become druids or aliens, and they must place an altar in the centre of a miniature Stonehenge made of little wooden blocks. And once the sun and healing circles are brought into the eastern ley line, summer solstice is declared, and the game is won. The creator was a man called Magic Merlin, also known as George Vernon. George is an author and avant-garde artist from Bristol, who, when questioned about the game, the game, because I managed to talk to him too, he claimed that an alien had chosen him as a vessel to produce it. We'll hear more about the George angle in a moment uh, after I uh, interviewed him. But first, we've got to go back to Operation Blackbird. Now, naturally, Colin Andrews and Pat Delgado 
were disappointed and embarrassed at what clearly seemed like a prank-cum-publicity stunt with these board games scattered. I do really feel sorry for these guys. This prank made their, I think, you know, perfectly legitimate study look foolish and caused media outlets to laugh at what they were doing. The media would often laugh at paranormal stories back then. They still do to an extent. It seems to be that this is a well-programmed and coordinated hoax. It's funny for about 60 seconds, and then I find it very, very sad. The Operation Blackbird team decided that the lights and equipment readings that they gathered the night before probably were heat signatures from the hoaxes who were flattening the corn with wire and, you know, presumably placing those magic Merlin board games while they were at it. From a distance, the crop circles did look incredibly impressive, but then as they got closer to inspect them, it showed, well, the formation showed a real lack of precision and panache based, uh, well, were compared with previous um, circles. Somebody from ITN said that they were a disgrace to anyone from outer space. But if this curious incident wasn't odd enough, it took an even more bizarre turn the following day when the KLF got involved. The plot thickened one day later when Colin Andrews, the man who, along with Pat Delgado, had set up Operation Blackbird, received a handwritten letter. It was dated 25th of July, 1990. I was able to interview Colin when I was researching this case, and he showed me the very letter that he received. It claimed to be from the dance music group, the KLF. Now, the KLF are a notorious British band which formed in London in 1987. They're also known as Time Lords, the Jams, the K Foundation, and the Justified Ancients of Moo Moo. And they had a bunch of great hits in the late 80s and early 90s. Uh, KLF stands for Copyright Liberation Front, by the way, copyright with a K. They were called that because they would frequently push the legal boundaries of copyright by using all manner of musical samples from other artists. At one point... Um, The band apparently had to set fire to a bunch of boxes of ABBA records to avoid prosecution because they had so many uncleared ABBA samples. But they worked famously with the country singer Tammy Wynette on um, Justified and Ancient. And anyway, they, they also drew huge criticism and excited attention in 1992 when they appeared in one of the most astonishing TV performances I've ever seen. The Brit Awards are like the British Grammys and the KLF performed on stage in 92, along with a relatively obscure metal band called Extreme Noise Terror. Awesome name. But during that performance, the KLF decided they wanted to do something that would shock and appall the audiences and would announce their disgust with the music industry. They wanted to terrify and annoy the pop stars and the industry professionals in the crowd. The lead singer had originally pl- originally planned to cut his own hand off on stage, then throw it into the audience. They decided not to do that. Instead, they went for another option. And they thought, we'll bring meat cleavers in and a sheep with, a bucket, with some buckets of pig's blood, and then we'll hack the sheep to death on stage and then throw the blood all over the audience. Extreme noise terror weren't happy with this idea because they were all vegetarians and they felt that their largely vegetarian audience wouldn't like it. So they came up with a different plan. The lead singer, he's called Bill Drummond, smuggled in a machine gun and he whipped it out during the song and he just starts firing out blanks into the audience. 
he wanted to make the statement that pretty much the KLF have now left the music business and they just looked on this industry with disgust. They ended up winning the award, by the way, for best group that night, but had to share it with a really middle-of-the-road band called Simply Red, and the KLF didn't even go to collect their award. They sent up instead a motorcycle courier to pick it up for them. It's later said that they even dumped a dead sheep on the steps of the awards party afterwards, saying with a note, I died for you, bon appetit. Well, after that, the KLF, perhaps you can imagine, seemed to vanish. All of their albums were discontinued. There were no tours. Their songs were kept from streaming services all the way up to New Year's Day 2021. But they were the ones behind this removal of themselves. In fact, one of the singers was so sickened by his Brit Award that he buried it in the ground not far from Stonehenge. And then famously, the KLF took a million pounds of their earnings from their hit singles in cash and set fire to it as a statement. My point is that the KLF were unpredictable and perhaps... Well, perhaps you could say they were predictable in the sense they would do very unpredictable things. You could rely on the unexpected with them. So when Colin received the letter that morning on the day after the crop circle and board game appearance, it raised the question, did the KLF create that circle and put those board games there? Let me read you uh, the letter that Colin received that day, dated 25th of the uh, 7th, 1990. Colin, the circles on Wednesday were just a hoax, but we can't help to play jokes. Inconvenience caused, we're sorry. To catch us, you'll have to hurry. Yours in total control, the justified ancients of Moo Moo, also known as the Jams. Try not to work too hard. We find it very funny while you sit back and rake in the money. And under all of this is their symbol of a kind of pyramid speaker system with the words 25th to the 31st of Wiltshire, Uh, written on it, uh, signed Jams. Now, the handwriting featured certain letters that were written backwards. I counted the following, N-R-S-E-K-D and question mark. Is there a hidden message in these? See if you can find one. Um, I'll share, you know, this for anagram enthusiasts. Uh, When I looked, um, the only ones I could find were things like decks, nerds and necks. Maybe you can uh, find more. But the question is this, was the letter actually sent by the KLF? For a band who loved to work with cryptic enigma, the letter seems a little bit obvious and on brand. And they refer themsel- to themselves as the Jams. This was a name they'd largely ceased to use in the 1990s in favor of the KLF. Still, I compared the handwriting in Colin Andrews' letter with that of Bill Drummond, the band's, uh, the, the band's uh, co-founder. And the capital letter style does look pretty similar to me, but not fully persuasive. It's also worth bearing in mind that the KLF did indeed create an actual crop circle around the same time. It was made to map out their Pyramid Ghetto Blaster logo in the corn that was in the letter, and it also featured in the video for What Time Is Love, the single of which was released five days after this corn incident, the 30th of July. So, was the letter a promo for the new single? Did the KLF create Operation Blackbird Circles as part of that promo? If not, how did they know to send the letter on the precise day the hoax happened? And why did they place these random board games in there? Did they even write this letter at all? Well, 30 years has passed since this incident, and so I asked Andrews what his conclusions are now. Now, bear in mind, this was a written um, interview because it was for a magazine article. And so if you'll forgive me, I'll present uh, the the interview uh, with an actor playing Colin. Well, Colin, I'd just like to know really what you think about this incident all these years later and 
Really, more specifically, who do you think created the crop circle that night in the summer of 1990? Well, George Vernon, Merlin, mm. and the KLF separately claimed involvement, but the fact that it was yeah. an obvious hoax when we entered the field meant we didn't investigate those claims further. There was also okay. some suspicion that the British Army might have had a hand in it. We had several soldiers there assisting, and, well, it was the MOD land. So, what do you think, then? My opinion, it was Merlin. You know, George Vernon has a plug for his board game. Right. Well, that sounds pretty reasonable to me as a theory, but is it true? Well, I decided to hunt down Merlin himself. I was eager to hear his side of the story, and I dug through various internet tunnels to track him down for that article, and I managed to find him. Again, this was a written interview, so the um, interview I'll present to you with an actor playing Merlin... And once more, these answers are what George told me verbatim. He shared the source of the game's concept and design and what he believes happened on the mysterious night of Operation Blackbird. George, did you fake the crop circles on the second night of Operation Blackbird? No, I did not create the circles. But you were there? Yes. I was in Farmer Jonathan King's field that night. That's where I met an alien called Merlin. Right. He came out of a UFO. Mm. Colin Andrews' equipment picked it up. A figure with me, mm. with lights above, moving round. But why were you even in the field that night? Years before, around 1985-86, I went to Stonehenge. I used the stones to ask Merlin for help with marketing and producing my board game idea. Oh, okay. He told me I'd be the chosen channel to produce the mm. game. I then had 5,000 disc boards printed. Wow. Merlin told me to be patient. He right. would choose a time for me to place the discs by ESP. He guided me to the field that night, during Operation Blackbird. I see. But how were the crop circles actually formed then? I saw them appear in the field. I was then guided by Merlin to place six discs with six stones right. and on each of the six circles. So, so what about the KLF? Were they involved in any way? No. That was a complete lie by the okay. group to seek publicity. Right. Or they may have been part of the military cover-up, but nobody huh? had the printed discs beside myself at that point. They were stored in Bristol, under lock and key. That's why I know they lied, because I was in the field with Merlin. Uh, so how do you explain the uneven lines in the formation? Pat Delgado, hmm. the media, or the MOD trashed them to look disheveled. Right. Well, let me ask you a different question then. Uh, George, copies of your board game also came with instructions for a treasure hunt. Players were encouraged to find hidden clues in the game cards and check for the Merlin riddle and discover a treasure in a particular part of England. So, did anybody find the treasure? No, I lost everything when I went to prison for something I never said. Oh, okay. Okay, then, well, well tell me about the game's financial development. Like, where did you get the money from? With £10,000. It appeared in my bank account overnight oh. by Merlin's mysticism. 10k to develop and market the game. Mm -hmm. The police arrested me for money laundering. But that was not so. They let me go after going to the bank to check it out. 
They couldn't find anything. Right. Okay, then, well... Well, you know, board games are usually for fun, but considering its origin, would you say that your game had a, a different purpose than that? My board game isn't a game. Oh. It's a higher level of communication that we need to learn. Right. When someone plays the game, they slowly develop ESP. So, did the game achieve what you hoped it would? The game will achieve its objective when Merlin returns. Right. Then, I have one final question. Do you still have any of the games still today? All but one of the boxes and the £10,000 were destroyed by the bastard council who emptied my flat after my arrest. So, there are various theories into what caused the circles that night. Was it the army diffusing the growing public interest in crop circles? The military certainly were involved in Operation Blackbird. Perhaps they had the skill to make the circles in total darkness right under Colin Andrews' nose. And then they placed the board games there to ensure that this was seen as a very obvious hoax to discredit the whole project. Or did the KLF create the formation to show their total control and promote their new single? Were the circles simply the work of George Vernon to promote his unique board game? Or did an alien called Merlin really appear just like he told me, with gaming ideas and actual money for investment? There's one more theory to add to the mix. It came from a Pebble Mill reporter called Debbie Jones the following year. She was co-presenting a special Crop Circle edition of her BBC daytime show People Today, which featured... Colin Andrews and Pat Delgado answering viewers' calls about Operation Blackbird. And in a link to camera, Debbie suggested that the circles may have simply been caused by, quote, hedgehogs on the march. So what do you make of that pretty wild story? Do share your comments and theories below. If you've got any more information about this case, let me know. Check me out at peterlaws.co.uk or if you want to find out more about my work and be able to get like exclusive stuff, ad-free episodes and all this sort of thing, go and visit patreon.com forward slash peterlaws. I've got a whole bunch of other podcasts. You can check out Frightful, Scary True Stories and also Creepy Cove Community Church, horror-themed church services, a bunch of books, too much stuff to go into here. But other than that, thank you for listening and I'll see you next time. I'm Peter Laws, and you've been listening to Crop Circles, Board Games, and the KLF on Our Curious Past. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. 
Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.